Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Now, a word from our sponsor. Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. This is the shameless promotions part of our show. Mm -hmm. And we are uh, sponsored, well, actually, the biggest biggest thing, the hugest, huge, huge thing. Big, giant, bigness. Guys, we did it. Bigly. We actually entered a contest. We did. We did. We're getting we a did. grant. We're doing this. We're going to do this right. thing. We yeah. need your help. Yeah. Totally. We really, really need your help. The audience has grown and you need more technology for it and that's expensive and we need help. So instead of a in, instead of going for a small business loan, we're mm-hmm. going to try the, the this because it kind of fell into our lap. So we're going to go for it. This is the FedEx Small business grant mm-hmm. contest. Contest. Yep. And there are two phases to it. We're in the first phase, and we uh, applied. We got it, we got approved. We're on the website. So the way they decide who makes it to the second phase is all by popularity. I think. Yeah, it's a it's, popularity well, contest. So it's voting. It's like prom queen. We need yeah. votes. We need votes. Yeah. Right. You can so, vote once every twenty-four hours for each email address you have. Vote often. Please vote. Mm-hmm. There is a link available on the Practical Herbalist website. Right at the top. Right, right at next the top. to the logo in purple. Vote now. It takes you right to our page so you can vote. Yeah. Please vote. Just click click the button. Vote. 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 And, and share and share that. Share that. Too, and because. and you can see it. You'll find links to it also on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. You'll find it on my personal Facebook. Yep, mine Probably. too. Patrick, I think on yours too. Um, and you'll find it and you'll find it on Instagram. I've got it on my Instagram. You'll also find it on my own website. Yeah. And I believe you'll find it on Hunter Creation website or you will very soon. Soon. And so vote. Vote for us. Vote often. Please vote. Share. Share with other people. Yes. Tell other people to vote for us. Even if they haven't heard us, even if they hate herbs and think they're icky, tell them to vote for us anyway. There's no people like that. But I really want to say thank you to the people who have already voted. Yes. And thank you to the people that have shared already and have been showing their support and uh, tweeting uh, that link as well. That really makes such a big difference for us. I know we're just a small two-family business here, but it's it's huge. It would be a giant help for us and and then a help for people that are our listeners and our audience and have an interest in seeing that health and learning can go out to the world. Yes. So the deadline for voting is uh, April 5th, and they'll announce the first 100 winners April 13th. So vote. Vote a lot. Vote often. Share. Ask other people to vote. Yes, please. Get your kids to vote, your grandkids to vote, aunts and uncles, grandparents, everybody. Dogs and cats. Goldfish. Yes. Vote. The show is also sponsored by um, the Practical Herbalist, the Practical Herbalist Press, uh, where they say um, practical advice on herbs, herbalism, homesteading, and the herbal lifestyle. They're also uh, we're also sponsored by occupy-medical.org. That's right. And Occupy Medical is a free integrated health clinic. We have been operating since 2011, and that's the healthcare for all model. We're also sponsored by Candace Hunter Creations. It's Candace Hunter Creations, helping you create the holistic, natural lifestyle you know you want to live. And by Hunter Creation, graphic design and website design, where basically their motto is, yes, they can do that. We have some... uh, We have some really cool events. Events coming up. There's there's too many cool events actually coming up to list them all. I have one that was my favorite. 
to yes. go for it. And, and we yeah. and we want to tell you guys, you're going to find this through Herb Rally mm-hmm. because they are really good at collecting all the cool events coming yeah, up. So Herb Rally, HerbRally.com, and the event is. Uh oh, she lost the link. Yes, this it takes place in in Arizona. Yes, where? What city in Arizona? It is a city in Arizona. Is it what city? Tempe. 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 Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. Arizona. Not Tempe. Not Tempe. Definitely not Tempe. 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 Tempe, Tempe, Arizona, and is the Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine that's there. They're hosting it. It is called the Southwest Conference on Botanical Medicine 2017. Happens April 7th through 9th. And I liked this because I'm looking down the list of folks that are speaking and I see these are people I've been to their classes already. I've, you know, Beauvais and Seven Song and Paul Bergner and Stansberry and just name after name of classes at uh, Yarnell, folks that are wonderful. I have yeah. been to re- many of their classes and every time it's a treasure. So this is one I would love to go to. But I want to make sure that everyone else is aware that it's out there. So online registration is open for the event. Y'all want to check it out. Go to herbrally.com, search on the events in Arizona, and Mm -hmm. you'll find the Southwest Conference on Botanical Medicine. Click it. Go. Go. Enjoy. Enjoy. It'll be awesome. Learn many learns. Hey, Sue, did you want to know how to not have ads on the Practical Herbalist website? How to have ads. How to ads. not get ads when you look up something oh. on the Practical Herbalist. So, you know, the ads that we do have on the Practical Herbalist, of course, that helps us pay our bills. But for, you know, are, they're fabulous. However, for some people, they don't find them as fabulous as they would like. So is there an option? There is a way. There's a way. There's a way. Please yes. do share. They can become an Herbal Nerd Society member. Mm-hmm. And the ads... From Google and Amazon and any other affiliates that we have will disappear from their screens. The only ads that they may see are specifically geared to them, like our ebook or an event or a podcast or something that's important to them. That is actually a reference from the article they're looking at. And if you go, if you become Herbal Nerd Society member, there's content that you get that that people that aren't Herbal Society members. Exactly. Very specific Exclusive, exclusive, special extended podcasts, different, uh, um, more advanced herbal podcasts that you'll get. Plus, you'll get access to all of the old, um, the real herbalism radio radio shows. Mm -hmm. So, one issue or show one through 65 now, I think, I know, is available on only to Herbal Nerd Society members. And they also get Herb of the Month, Mm -hmm. which is. Herb of the month. This month is nettle. The month of March, it is nettle. And uh, the other content where we focus on ginger, we focused on lavender. Those pieces are there as well. They're always available for Herbal Nerd Society members. Mm -hmm. We get pretty specific about the topics. Uh, We always try to have it in a very user-friendly way. But um, this this is for people that truly are. Yes. So for four ninety nine a month or forty nine ninety nine a year, you can become a member, which brings it down to just seventeen cents a day. Yeah. Seventeen cents a day, you say? That's seventeen it. cents a day. My word, Spanky. Uh, so, so <laughs> such a good price. That's less than two bits. <laughs> that is a bargain. <laughs> Truly, I tell you, a bargain. <laughs> 
Um, well, and of course, we're all on. We're always available on the social media. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube. Uh, make sure to share, like, and no like and us. share. Yeah, no yeah. like and share us on these on these things. If you want to join in a discussion, you can on Facebook. We have a lot of people there that that post questions and, and we we comment there. You also mm-hmm. find out when the newest podcast is dropped. If that's you're not right. on our newsletter list, which you should be, you but should if you're be. not, we have little you'll... quizzes on Facebook now too that people have been enjoying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Susan's Susan's got quizzes. her quiz on. Yes. Quiz. Pretty right. soon we'll have an herbal pub. An herbal pub. An herbal pub quiz. <laughs> so we could do herbal pub quizzes. Oh, right. geez. would that be fun? We could all drink nettle beers and. Okay, he had me at beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was ignoring you until the beer came out. <laughs> like, huh? and we're then, also Twitter. We're, yes, we're on Twitter, but it's a funny name. So you can either search Twitter for the Practical Herbalist, or better yet, better yet, if you know how to get to us, it's Twitter.com/slash/prctkl herbalist. And that'll get you to our, our, our Twitter page, excuse me, our Twitter page, which uh, we, we put a lot of stuff on there that um, kind of reflects what's on Facebook, also what's on for podcasts and that, that kind of thing too. So it's another place to get information and share. Uh, on YouTube, we have our Herb of the Month videos. So yeah. if you – and you don't have to be a member to see those. Yeah, right so now. If you're an Herbal Nurse Society member, right now those are there and they could disappear, but right now that's where they're at. So that if you want to find out what you know the society members are getting that, that you're not getting, you could take a look at that. And that's a special um, podcast video that we have up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's um, just for Practical Herbalist because I don't think we have enough uh, followers yet to get our own channel, channel. our right. own studio on there as it, right. as it were right right yeah. so let's change that become we a follower yeah uh, and then the lastly before we actually get to our show this this uh this week oh well you have all no, don't uh, forget instagram second to last instagram. sorry instagram. See, instagram i'm the only one who loves instagram well no because the thing, is, <laughs> the thing is i like instagram and it's a cool thing but we only have the hashtag there not an yeah. actual you know uh company uh page there so right. uh the hashtag, the practical herbalist, is where you're going to find us on Instagram for right now. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love that the hashtag is a gallery. It allows other people to post as well. It's not right. like I control the gallery. Mm-hmm. We control it. It's just We're a place where, it. yeah, it's a place where a practical herbalist can post their things. So there's so something cool you've done, that. and you want to share with the world, and you want to tag it with hashtag the practical herbalist. It'll appear there and be part of that feed. Yep, yep. we'll feature in our newsletters. But we also have ebooks. Yes, the final yes. the final promotion today is ebooks. Mm-hmm. We have ten of them on on Amazon, mm-hmm. and uh, they range from dandelion to Saint John's Wort to um, tea tree, tea tree to medical marijuana. That's right. To herbalism for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. To the pocket herbal. Everything you want to know about the what the fifty most populous popular pop. Popular herbs, I think it was. Yeah, just the ones that uh, medicinal plants that change the world. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So those are all there, Stories. and all of this helps overall make it possible for us to do this week in, week in, and week out. And as we want to offer more and more to everybody, we need to promote more and more. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. So again, vote for us on the FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say that again. Just vote for us. Vote. If you haven't done yes. it, run over to your computer right now. We'll wait. <laughs> All we'll about wait. herbs. Hmm. All right. On with the show. Show 86, The Joy of Medicinal Coffee with Jakob Slevin. 
Often we think of medicine as being bitter and unpleasant. A bit of a chore, actually. What if we told you it, didn't, it doesn't have to be? What if we told you your daily medicine can actually be an essential treat? Today we're talking with Jakob Slevelin, registered herbalist and clinical nutritionist, about the joy of medicinal coffee. This is one herb you want to include in your kit. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Welcome, Jakob. Hi. Yay. It's great, so wonderful great to have you. to be back here. Yeah. Beautiful, sunny, warm day, wintertime in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> Covered in rain and bit snow. Of a, bit of a dreamer, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> that's what the coffee's for. Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. You just yeah. hold a little cup of coffee and say, uh, I'm now going to tell myself lies. We'll be fine. It's actually oh, dreadful outside. Dreams Co- of Juan Valdez. Coffee's dreams of Juan Valdez. <laughs> Coffee's supposed to be drying, right? Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. See? Yeah. Well, wait a second. Jeez, right into it. I don't even think. I have to well, take several breaks during this episode to go and pee. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is the downside of having they've, a couple They've heavily caffeinated me. Wow. You'll hear me slurping on the Americano as we roll through this. Uh, That's the sound effects. Yes. In our household, we have a nice espresso machine where we, well... The barista regularly makes coffee for others. Yes, I'm yes. so glad that you do, Patrick. Well, that was a gift from many, many people. So I always think when they, they come over, I have to make coffee for them. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You do. That's right. They all expect it. it. Yep. Yeah. They all expect it. Even when they don't eat it at midnight. Oh, you know, I, I could go for an espresso. Really? Could you? <laughs> could you? We have had a couple of people stop by the house just for coffee, literally. Hey, mm. could you fill my cup? And then go. No, it's only happened a couple times. But they did. It was funny. Donate a lot of money to it, so <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Can't kind of have a free right. yeah. Sweet. Well, That's thanks. Yeah, I didn't make a donation yet. So. No, oh, just here. you wait. Okay. But, no, but no, now you know no. the options open. Well, yeah. quick, quick story. I, I wanted one for my birthday. I, well, I wanted one, and I wanted to do that. But Candace said, "Well, let me see what she can do." So she, she did unbeknownst to me, a big surprise. She reached out to friends and relatives, and everyone chipped in a little bit. And um, some chipped in a little more. Some, you know, and those. Yeah, so it ended up being a total that was able to do a special machine and a grinder. So <laughs> it was quite the, the quite the treat. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, it's exciting. very nice of you. So in your practice, your and your clinical herbalist practice, you've actually used coffee. It's not just not just using the house that we are currently recording in as a drive-through uh, <laughs> kiosk, but you've actually you're actually talking to people about their consumption of it and how to use it. Well, yes. This is true. We talk to people about coffee uh, in part because I like to drink it, but there are also are notable medicinal uh, effects to coffee, mm-hmm. um, which I guess we're going to be getting into here. Yes, to, oh, yes. at some point. What a good we're topic to about, bring into. Yes. Yeah, we're talking about coffee. Yeah, um, yeah. There are ways I've used it acutely in the short term, and mostly that's for for uh, headaches that might be benefited by cold. So. Headaches that seem to be benefited by vasoconstriction. Um, small amounts of coffee can help there. Probably a lot of people who get migraines have had that experience where they've tried drinking some coffee and realized this is actually quite helpful. So that would be it like depends the people, on the person. That'd be but, like the people that take like Excedrin, which has caffeine in it, I believe. So when they've got when that one is the one that works for them, as opposed to one of the other pain over the counter pain ones. 
right. potentially. The Excedrin also combines with some other stuff. And said yeah. some some yeah. inflammatory drugs there too. But yes, but, probably. But coffee might be a good substitute for Excedrin. Coffee for might folks. be a thing to try. Absolutely. Along Is it more some, like preventative or once you've got a headache, you should be taking coffee? Yeah, it wouldn't really tend to be so much preventative, but okay. some headaches, you know, in headaches, there's a, there's blood vessels that are, you know, dilating and then constricting and the coffee, if it's a type where it feels better when they're constricted, then the coffee will help with that. Um, I can't think of a better reason to start drinking in the morning. I'm, I'm yeah. fending off the migraine. Yeah. Yeah. Just right, in case, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there yeah, with the headache bed and then uh, as, as a better tonic for folks that whose digestive prowess might not be too strong. They, um, uh, things might not move too quickly. They might be sort of slow uh, processors through the GI tract, and a bit of coffee, as we all know, can really help things move. Sometimes a little too fast, depending on the dosage. All right. right. Yes. Yeah, so right. If we need it over laxative or not, if we need to get get pooping. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you know of a difference between whether they're drinking um, a lowland coffee or a, a mountain coffee? Do you think there's much difference in that? I have absolutely no idea. You're like, like a Folgers or like a, that's usually like a, the robusta. a, a robusta bean. It's a low altitude bean. Sure. And, you know, um, you're, you're, Those are usually Arabica beans are higher altitude. They're, you know, different. So they have different flavors and different profiles. I was just right. wondering if, you know, because usually they're, um, the robustas have a higher caffeine content. Sure. So. When I'm talking about coffee, I'm talking about the Cafe Arabica pretty exclusively because okay. that's really where my experience is and that's okay. where most of the research is on it. So – but that's really good for you to ask that because I'm ignorant to, to those distinctions. I didn't oh, know okay. that there was the uh, – well, so what is the other species that you would be – that would be the lowland? It's the robusta bee. The robusta, oh, robusta bee. Yeah. 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 Okay. And they're very, yeah. very closely related. Right. You know, it's just that most people that have grew up on like Folgers and – Sure. Arco. Arco. All, the, all of them. Java, Java. Yeah. Nestle, right. the instant coffees are right. all – Those are – Those are all robusta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I would – Guess that the research and effects are going to be pretty darn similar. Okay, so, yeah. but yeah, I didn't know. I was just curious on. if there was a difference in, in, in the way your body would react to, you know. I, I'm not saying it's better caffeine because I don't know if there's a better caffeine, but just if the caffeine itself is what's giving a lot of the effects, if that molecule is giving a lot, then I would think the robustas would be more potent because they have a higher levels of caffeine, yeah. even in the decaffeinated versions. Whereas if it's you know, if it's not just the caffeine molecule, it's definitely not. Yeah. So, it's so it's probably the Arabica is probably the better medicine. Right. Because the other thing too is that you know, there's a higher oil content and acid content typically in the Robusta. It's mm. a higher, it's a brighter coffee. Yeah. 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 Anyway. yeah. Well, it would be interesting to look at the, the chlorogenic acid profile of the Robusta then to compare it because that's other than the caffeine, that's the sort of dominant, um, you know, don't like to use the term active constituent. Right. Like it's the only thing, but it is the big thing. These uh, there are a type of polyphenol, these antioxidants that are in the chlorogenic acid, and that in tandem with the caffeine seem to be at least what most researchers and medical folks think cause the majority of of uh, coffee's effects. So, what are some of the effects that are like some of the effects that people are looking for that they're researching or attempting? Right, um, the biggest and most Broad effects um, have been seen in, um, as we've talked about before, these diseases of civilization, once again. So, I love, love are, you, are you plugging a book? <laughs> so, are you writing the book yet? The diseases so of civilization. Biggest effects are associated with insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes. There's a really, really big reductions in diabetes for 
folks that are drinking um, up to four to six cups per day. In fact, moderate coffee consumption in these research studies is considered four cups, which seems pretty heavy to me. Yeah. Um, Well, do they mean actual physical cups? Yeah. They're talking about about eight-ounce cups of a drip coffee. It's not the it's not, not the Americano I'm drinking right now. This is probably That's a more like a, a to sixteen ounce right. cup. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting though because like when you do coffee tastings and cuppings and all stuff, and you do when you read in the literature and coffee aficionados, mm-hmm. when they say a cup, it's they, six ounces. Yeah. It's a six. Yeah. It's never an eight. So that's why I was asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they, they mean an actual cup. Cup. An eight ounce cup. What's that? Uh, an eight ounce cup. Yeah. As in a, well, if you're saying that's what the average person is, you know, using, that's that's just how they measured it. Well, like so for that, instance, that means that what they're doing is measuring people whose moderate coffee consumption is a pot a day, essentially. No, that's more than four cups at eight ounces each. Is thirty two. Thirty two. Right. Mm-hmm. Divide that by six. You've got five and a half cups. Drinking about a pot a day. I think that's about when I was in college, that's what I was drinking. I'd go through a pot a day. Yeah. I felt like I was drinking no weight in coffee. But not now. That seems like too much coffee to me. Yeah. But but anyway, so yeah, big effects seem to be um, reductions in um, type 2 diabetes, overall mortality. Um, This is is really interesting. You know, really interesting. It's... People that drink more coffee, dose response, again, more cups of coffee, better. You live longer. Um, this is pretty profound. That's because you're too wired to die. And that may be, <laughs> yeah, that may be the caffeine that's, yeah. that seems to be blocking some. Um, we talked a little bit before the show about caffeine blocking some um, inflammatory compounds, these cytokines that can be associated with with, uh, with inflammation in the body and drive certain types of disease processes. And it may be, again, these antioxidants that are helping to protect the blood vessels um, and protect us from um, cancer and and a variety of other things. Well, I think coffee is like the most consumed antioxidant in our country. It absolutely is. It is. White blood cells are fueled by antioxidants. It is the dominant source of antioxidants in the standard American diet. The sad. (laughs) Well, I don't know. After all your studies, it's maybe not so sad. No, it's not sad in this regard. The sad diet, the standard American diet is indeed sad, but the coffee aspect is not. Right. Yeah, it should make us at least a little bit more happy, right. which is how I feel right now. Mildly euphoric, uh, getting stimulated here, getting the, your little the coffee cup. sympathetic nervous effects starting to, you know. And the fabulous company that you keep, of course. Yeah, all well, you good course. people. That's the other thing. Sure. <laughs> so who, who, should, who should be to drinking coffee? Who should be doing that? Everybody, right? You know. I mean, this is a yeah. This, this is a complicated H2. question in the sense of <laughs> yeah, like, the ecology bucket. and the politics uh, of coffee, which you know you have to be really careful where you're getting your coffee from. So, you know, I like to support um, very specific places um, and not trade. and not the vast no majority slaves. of them. Yeah, um, no little children, right? Um, no monoculture giant. Corporations that are mm-hmm. you know, so on the labels. What we're looking for and, is fair trade, organic. That's the beginning. Yeah, start. I think that um, fair trade doesn't necessarily ensure that the that the uh, workers at the plantations are actually being treated with any yeah, level of respect. Of inherently, that's you kind of actually have to know the specific coffee source. Right. So, you know, uh, 
here in Eugene, I might go and get a organic cup of coffee at the, I'll plug them because there are some friends at the wine oh, and yeah. Um, and they support, um, uh, a variety of different farms, for example, in Chiapas, all women owned, uh, women run collectives, uh, who are not just, uh, fair trade, but who, who are actually, um, uh, well, let's just say several steps beyond it. But aside from the ecological and political concerns, yeah, just about everybody could be drinking coffee. Um, it seems some of the old concerns that we thought, like blood pressure, um, used to think it would raise blood pressure. That seems to not be the case anymore in the research. Um, and I was told when I was nursing, no coffee for you. Right. You know, you still left off the coffee during the pregnancy thing. Right. Forget it, no more. Right. Which and- was fine for the first one, but then as the kids started stacking up like driftwood, oh I felt God. like I needed the coffee <laughs> just to keep up with them. Right. But no, no. Now, and so so now, yeah, the World Health Organization has said that that's fine. That in um, uh, both pregnancy and in lactation, one or two cups of coffee, or a couple hundred or a couple hundred milligrams of caffeine, the equivalent of one or two cups, just fine. Would have been fine. Not a that problem. That doesn't cause bitterness on my end. Mm-mm. Right. No. Uh, save that for the coffee. Sure. For the so, coffee. so the people that shouldn't. It's almost easier to talk about the people that shouldn't be drinking it mm. than the people that should. Um, okay. I think the people that shouldn't be drinking it in general are those that may have real. We talked a little bit about type A personalities too before the show. Yeah. Um, if people are really wired already, um, they suffer from a lot of stress or anxiety. Um, they have they have notable issues with insomnia. Um, people or just who are highly being, sensitive or people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, although the highly sensitive part can just be, you know, your body acclimating to the caffeine. So if you drink it, you start drinking it every day, then it's going it to have okay. a very different effect for mm-hmm. over the long term. But yeah, so not too many people that shouldn't. What about people mm-hmm. with drying skin conditions? So I've had people say, Oh, I stopped drinking coffee and now I don't, I'm not peeling as much. And right. etc. And this is, you know, I'm not sure if that's coincidence or not, because I have right. noticed uh, if I am having like right now, it's allergy season here. Right. When isn't it allergy season in the great Northwest? You missed it for two weeks in December. Uh, that's when it wasn't. Yeah, when it was frozen. <laughs> that was oh, it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but that that I'm breathing more easily. Right. So that that's helping a lot. But for folks that have a lot of. Eczema dry skin, and dry problems. skin, yeah, yeah, and this kind of segues into the the energetics conversation, or mm-hmm. energetics being kind of uh, herbalism's traditional uh, pharmacology, the way that uh, before modern chemistry, herbalists looked at things and still do to a great extent of being heating or cooling or drying or moistening, um, tightening or loosening things like that. So, coffee tends to be cooling and draining. So, and, and, and drying. So in that sense, um, from a traditional perspective, yeah, you might, you might see that people who tended towards dryness, mm-hmm. that, that could exacerbate that. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. It's a real possibility. And people that were already too cold. So what? this is a little bit hard because, because people that are cold, well, we know that coffee is a circulatory stimulant. Right. It does move blood. However, it also constricts the blood vessels. So it could make them feel more cold while promoting circulation. Is that good? I, this is a question. I, yeah, I don't have the answer. That's but interesting. Yeah. I think that Candace is nodding uh-huh, and I'm squinting. 
So, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm wondering, that's why I'm cold in the afternoon. Now a word from our sponsor. The Practical Herbalist Press. That's in addition to our website and our podcast. That is right. Practical Herbalist Press is all about providing really good books and information by written by experienced herbalists. Us. Us. But others eventually <laughs> yes, as well. That's very true. And it's bite-sized information that we research the heck out of. We have medical information out there that we're really doing a lot of research on. We are we have growing gardening with herbs. We got stuff for about pets, your yes. home, your family. Ethnobotany. Ethnobotany. Mm-hmm. We also put it in terms of the traditional ways we've talked about historic. Herbs, like yeah. Historic. Mm-hmm. Whether they're warm and cooling, that right. sort of thing. Mythical and very practical stuff. The Practical Herbalist Press is dedicated to providing the best herbal-related books on the market. Look for our titles on Amazon, search for The Practical Herbalist Press, or visit our website at practicalherbalistpress.com. Yeah, so tell me more about, a little bit more about that. You're talking about the traditional Chinese medicine terms of it? Well, it seems like, I mean, constipation is often a cool condition, right? Things have slowed down. They're not moving. So we know that coffee is good for that. So that might be a place where it's actually really heating or it's good for a cool condition like that because it gets things moving, right? Yeah. It makes you poop. Yeah. Is that the same thing? I don't even know what it is the same. Yeah. I mean, it tends to to be considered cool. Uh, Coffee tends to be considered cooling in the sense that in hot conditions, it tends to to, um, drain – heat and, and dampness. Right. So in inflammatory situations, it tends so, to lessen that or, um, so, so I can't speak exactly. Like hot flashes yeah. or fever, mild fever, or just higher body temperature. Coffee could potentially be helpful. Well, it's detoxifying. So it, it's really heat in terms of things like without externally, it might be things like, um, pustules or acne, Mm-hmm. Um, because it's moving, um, through it's moving, um, uh, energy and bile from the gallbladder and moving things through the liver. It's helping to detoxify the body it's in a way. And, that, really and that's why the, the Chinese call it a, a liver tonic and a chi tonic. Yeah. So in hot conditions where there's some toxicity, um, it'll help, uh, it, it could definitely be useful there. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why it's considered cooling, at least to the best of my explanation. So there's probably good reason for teenagers and young 20, you know, early 20-somethings to be really wanting to drink a lot of coffee because they have well, a lot was, of acne. <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. wouldn't be talking and as much got, about the hormonal, yeah. like adolescent acne is more like the adult, yeah. a little bit more like adult acne right. or boils. The stuff that in Western herbal medicine they call bad blood syndrome. So the okay. stuff that can, um, these kind of low-level inflammatory responses that, yeah, it might be, you might see it as heat in the Chinese perspective it says heat on the tongue might be like a red tip or a yellow coating on the tongue you might see you know skin manifestations it might be a little bit yellow it might feel hot okay. like really cold drinking cold things um mm-hmm. running really hot so all right i got okay. a myth so anyway this is yeah. so we got a myth for you best coffee is dehydrating yeah, yes or no sorry. right so i thought this until uh i had written an article a couple years ago and um and it just sort of assumed that we know that it's a diuretic. It, it does oh, yeah. lead to fluid loss. Everybody can tell that just personally, yeah. drinking a little yeah. bit and they're hitting the bathroom. Um, but 
it appears from the research that I did in the last couple of days, just to update things, that um, again, back to the World Health Organization, they say actually the opposite. Even though it does increase diuresis, the net fluid gain is more than the loss. So it doesn't mean you should drink coffee instead of water, but it doesn't mean it does mean that you don't have to drink more water because of the fact that you drink coffee. Hmm. So the coffee is actually helping. This nice. is it's hard to believe. It was hard for me to believe too. Um, That's something maybe we, we, we don't could provide want to the sources. <laughs> yeah, we could provide the sources for your listeners if they want to if they mm-hmm. want to inquire. I was also told when I was growing up, coffee will stunt your growth. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you that did not work out for me. <laughs> I grew up, I grew up drinking coffee every day for ten years. Yeah, and yeah. our son is a product of a lot of coffee. He's six two now. He's fourteen. Yeah, so right. I think he's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's kind of like saying if you cross your eyes, it'll stay that way. Yeah, that didn't work either. It's just one of those things your parents tell you so that they don't have to give you any. That's true. So they have to share. So it is a stimulant though, right? So it's kind of, this is when we get into the phytochemistry of it. It's got the caffeine. The caffeic acids are part of the methylxanthine group, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Where like chocolate has some methylxanthines, like theobromine and stuff. It's stimulant, like, you know. The way stimulants are stimulant, uh, the way speed yeah. is a stimulant on a lesser scale. So, you know, um, that should be taken into account. But then we've got these other chlorogenic acids, the antioxidant stuff. So for those that are concerned about coffee, I would say, well, you can still drink decaffeinated coffee and get the vast majority, it seems, of the benefits. Mm-hmm. Or drink a half and half decaffeinated and and regular. You're going to piss off a bunch of coffee snobs by saying that. Yeah, I know. It's okay. It doesn't taste that much different. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah. but, but then again, this could be changing because I've, I've been reading recently about, about the medicinal effects of caffeine specifically uh, in blocking the inflammatory cascade. So I don't know if kids should be drinking it. Not everyone. Certainly not every kid, that's for sure. Well, Most kids but don't need more stimulants. They really don't. Right. They, right. they really don't. They could get their antioxidants somewhere else, I think. Right. So just general inflammation, it helps for that? Or is there a specific type of inflammation? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a broadly anti-inflammatory in the sense that it helps, it seems to help with the process of insulin resistance. So that may be because it actually sensitizes the cells to insulin, which allows the sugar to get out of the blood and inside the cells more easily which blocks a cascade, which can lead to a bunch of inflammatory stuff uh, down the line. Mm-hmm. So insulin-like growth factor um, and a variety of other um, things can, can happen afterwards uh, if, if insulin resistance isn't checked. So that wasn't particularly articulate. But we know that coffee helps with insulin resistance and that that is at the bottom um, – and base of a lot of chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think inflammation broadly um, and judging from its effects on all cause mortality, reductions in cardiovascular disease and many cancers too, mm-hmm. um, that is drinking coffee. I think we can, we can see that it has pretty broad ranging anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. effects. So well, I don't have a specific. I get worried when I see people drinking their coffee and it's basically a milkshake. Yeah. That's what they're yeah. doing. They're not drinking coffee. They're yeah. drinking slightly coffee-flavored Right. Yeah, drinks. does that really, like, ton of sugar. a single-shot latte, 16 or 20-ounce latte, does that really do anything for you? Because it's just a single shot, so it's... It's, it's concentrated, yeah. yeah. 
the sugar would be the problem. There. Yeah. 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 So, you know, with uh, clients I have, definitely when we were talking about coffee and how much coffee you're drinking and what are the types of coffee, um, it's uh, it's all about making sure that there's not a ton of sugar or any other fake sugars in it because then you're really just, yeah, shooting yourself in the foot as far as good medicine. So just when, you start, when you start yeah, talking with exactly. clients about the types of coffees, that's what you're talking about is are you having a latte? Are you having an Americano? Are you taking drip coffee? Is it right. you know, shot in the dark? Right. Irish Put coffee. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the big things are, is there sugar or no sugar? Right. Yeah. No sugar is what we're, we're talking about. That's what we want. So can we still um, take and it? And then there are types Irish? of coffee. So, so a drip coffee through a filter, and this is unfortunate for me because I like to use the cafetiere or cafetiere, the, the stovetop percolator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or so the drip coffee, apparently the, um, the filter catches some of the compounds that do a few bad things that we know coffee does, like uh, or at least uh, potentially bad. So we know that some compounds in coffee can elevate total cholesterol, which may or may not actually be a bad thing, but uh, also may elevate the low density lipoprotein, the bad type, the so called bad type of cholesterol. Yeah. So so going down that rabbit coffee hole. Coffee filter. So the coffee filter. Um, is actually a good thing. It turns out when it comes to our health, even if uh, we would rather drink, you know, our French press or our cafetiere or our shots. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. So the co- the paper coffee filter, but not the gold coffee filter. Some people have no, no, just uh, the- paper is finer than the gold. Oh, yeah, yeah. paper is finer filter. than gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to drink it with a little, you know, Bailey's Irish cream in there, is that still good? <laughs> oh, of course. That's super healthy. I mean, I'm not telling people that I have a, have a good time. But, uh, <laughs> but alcohol and sugar are not you know, alcohol, sugar, particularly medicinal. Uh, I know it's St. Patty's Day coming up, but gee, oh, it is. Well, you know. Um, oh, other effects we didn't talk about. It, it has major beneficial effects on people with neurodegenerative disorders. So like we see that's that big. people with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, um, that, that, that people have less of those, develop them uh, less in large-scale population studies if they drink more coffee, and that drinking more coffee seems to slow the progression. So that would mean that if you come from a family that struggles with that, where the, the elders often get... Alzheimer's or dementia, especially earlier in earlier rather than, you know, when they're 93. Coffee could be protective. Coffee might be a good protective to take, you know, would you, would you take a daily cup or would you take a daily pot? Do you think? Whoa. You know, I mean, Whoa. That's some dosing. Yeah. That's a dose. Yeah. No, she's right. She's right. I mean, yeah, four cups. Four cups four seems cups. to be the, uh, so. unless you're pregnant or nursing and then down to a couple or less. But I got yeah. to believe if, we, if we're saying this, that we're saying that it's coffee. It's not four yeah. cups with a tablespoon of sugar in each and then, right. you know, two tablespoons of cream. You're going to have to actually get yeah. used to yeah. coffee I mean, straight up. I got to believe we're just talking coffee, right? That's predominantly what we're, we're talking about coffee. Now, the cream, to me, again, it's going to come down the devils in the details. Like if it's really good cream, you know, from mm-hmm. grass-fed oh, pastured cows oh, or from, stuff. you know, and it's, it's not really the fat's not, not really going to be a concern. Um, in fact, you know, full fat dairy in some recent research happened to be 
supported by the dairy industry, but <laughs> it, still, it actually still, when I read through the, when I read through the trial, it actually still looked like it was rigorous in terms of its science, but it looks like full fat dairy actually reduces, uh, reduces weight and, um, and, uh, uh diabetes risk too. Or just no, just, now I'm just talking itself, dairy on its own. Like so I'm just saying, I'm not that worried about the dairy, but the sugar. Yeah, yeah. definitely a concern. Sugar would um, so you should start learning to like it bitter. Yeah, That's pretty much appreciating the bitters. Well, cool. and I mean, the bitter does really get your digestive system moving, which helps you then absorb the nutrients from it, right? I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Well, certainly, I mean, yeah, bitter principles are going to help to stimulate the, the gallbladder to move bile and the pancreas to secrete enzymes and get the liver going. It helps move digestion. For One sure. thing you'll notice but is you that don't actually have to taste the bitterness inherently to do that, but it helps. Right. Yeah. But what you'll notice, though, if, if you are used to drinking, let's just say, you know, drip coffee, inexpensive drip coffee, and you start to drink it straight without cutting it with sugar, without cutting it with milk, yeah. you suddenly not like it as much. You know, well, you don't like what as much? The drip coffee. You'll want – well, I guess what I'm trying the to say is – yeah, the cheap coffee. Cheap coffee. Oh. You'll find that you'll want to have the better tasting coffee. Oh, because yeah. your taste buds are developing. Well, because you're not cutting the really bitter off flavors that you get with cheap coffee. Uh, yeah. oh. you're not See, milk mm. and sugar kills a lot of. They cover up a cover, lot. Cover a lot of. Evils. A lot of sins. Yeah, get a lot covered of up. Sin. Yeah. yeah, that's why some mm-hmm. roasting companies will roast excessively on their beans because once they hit a certain carbon mark, they you can't. You can't tell the difference between expensive beans or really inexpensive beans because mm. you're just eating most of its carbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kids, don't get a French roast. Yeah. Stay well, away yeah. from it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they can bury inexpensive coffees inside there and you'll never know. Mm. Huh. No, they have a lot of blends that Trade. they sell as being, you know, highfalutin stuff. Yes, they do. And there's no regulation over it. I mean, no one. It's, you just have to believe the company you're buying from. Right. You Why know? should we believe the company? Mm. Have to do some research. Huh? So, so I'm thinking uh, complex. There's no point really in tincturing coffee, right? I mean, outside of just for making what's the name of that liqueur? Coffee Kahlua. liqueur. Kahlua. Kahlua. Tincturing. Right. I mean. There absolutely could be. Um, Tastes good. For the Most people, I think that you know, people are used to doing it as an infusion, um, yeah. the, the standard coffee way. So there doesn't seem to be a good reason to. And water is a good extractor. But if you were, you know, wanting to take something, you're going, you know, out into the woods or something, and you're got your herbal first aid kit, you could consider a coffee tincture there because it is going to have those um, sympathetic nervous system increasing the sort of fight or flight nervous system, increasing effects of, you know, shunting blood to the brain. If you want to get more alert, you know, opening up the, the bronchii if you're having trouble breathing or in cases of asthma or yeah. situations right. like that, you can use coffee as a, um, you know, as a kind of broad ranging stimulant. But so you could bring were, that out there. Well, there it's was, yeah. I remember a few years ago, Probably more than that. There was a big thing about green coffee beans. Uh-huh. Do your coffee beans need to be roasted to get the antioxidant effect, or does it not really matter? Yeah, I know that the green coffee bean research I've read has all been about the, the weight loss effects, and it's pretty much just the caffeine, um, as far as I know, that's having those uh, effects. But the antioxidants are, are going to be there. They should be there either way. way. Yeah. So if you wanted to tincture green coffee for weight loss and antioxidants, 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> May yeah. as well just brew a good cuppa. Yeah, get dubious about some of that. Yeah. Well, thank you for for speaking with us today oh. and joining us again. And how do people get a hold of you? Oh yeah, um, you can find me online through my website at vitalforcenaturalhealth.com. Um, you can email me there, Jakob, but it's spelled with a J just to mess with your brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, J-A-K-O-B mm-hmm. at vitalforcenaturalhealth.com. Um, those are good ways to start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you on Facebook or any of the social media? Yeah, I, I have a page for Vital Force. I don't use it a whole lot. I'm still uh, on that. Still a bit of a looter. Curmudgeonly and <laughs> social media world where I like to have a private life. Oh. But that's not really in anymore. So. No. Um, but yeah, um, I could be there, you know, okay. if you want me to be. All right. Yeah. Wow, that's very <laughs> flexible of you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for being with us. Thanks. That was good. Am I thank very you. stimulated by that conversation? That's very stimulating. <laughs> I will make sure to get those links into the show notes so it's easy for folks to get a hold of Yaka. Sure. And we can post a little article um, later on your site, too, which has a little fun synopsis of coffee as a as an herbal medicine from an herbalist perspective in addition to kind of a research overview i love that yeah Yeah. thank you sure very much yeah